0: makes Hello
1: hello hello our fantasy football com- comrades comrades. Uh, welcome to our podcast. This is our review of week two. What a week it was. Uh, we're gonna roll through quite a few things. It's gonna be an exciting podcast. make sure you listen till the end. we got a treat at the end. Maybe we do, maybe we don't. I might be making that up. With me, I got Drew. I got Ross. Standard boys in the house. Guys, how we doing?
2: I'll tell you how we're doing, gentlemen. I think I can speak for all three of us when I say one thing from this week is very different than last week. Last week, we were two losers in a sacko. This week, we're three winners. And I don't know about you guys, but Victory Tuesday feels good. It feels great. I feel at home. Ross's revenge tour is off to a great start.
0: Yeah, you know, I can't. I, I have to agree with Ross. He, he's totally right. All three of us won. And, you know, Ross, yes, you, you had a, what we'd call an upset, I would assume, uh, playing Tyler. But Josh and I won emphatically. We blew our competition out of the water. I almost well, doubled... Jake's points total.
2: So I want to say this real quick. One, me beating Tyler is an upset. Suck my dick, Tyler. Two. Hey, me beating Matt was
1: an upset. That's what
2: I was about to get into. Josh put up 166.58 points. Matt put up 134. Matt beat eight other teams this week. Just couldn't beat the ninth. That ninth was Josh. Tough luck for Matt. But it's just the way it goes sometimes. Sometimes you're great. Sometimes you have great weeks. You put up all the points. I mean, personally, I think it's a good sign for Matt. Matt put up 131 last week. He's put up 134 this week. It shows that I think I'm going to con this as my saying is that it wasn't a flash in the pan. You know, it's a consistent (laughs) thing now. We've seen it twice now. Two times is better than one time. You know how I often say that. Do it for me more than once. Um, And Matt's, Matt's team's done it for me more than once.
1: So there's also one other difference this week that there wasn't last week. Last week, some boys had already sent some chugs. This week, nobody sent a single chug yet. No oh, Kevin in- might have in- Kevin, but Kevin, Kevin sent his in- chug. In- Kevin was responsible by chugging beer. Nobody else was responsible. Nobody else chugged a beer.
2: That I honestly, am I right? Smith still owes a chug from week one. As far as I'm concerned, Smith's victory of week two does not count. Until I get the preceding chug, no, no,
0: yeah, sounds, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, uh, sure, yeah. I mean, I would, I would, we all would love to see Smith chug, but Smith is apparently super busy and uh, doesn't drink during the week, which you know would probably do us all some good. But okay, don't for the ha- I don't, I don't, I don't have the mental fortitude to go an entire week without. I, d- I just want thing. to
2: clarify something. Smith doesn't not drink during the week because like he's finding himself or finding some inner peace or trying to be healthy. The only reason why Smith doesn't drink during the week is because he lacks complete self-control. He says himself he can't drink in <laughs> moderation. So sure, he doesn't drink. He might do some cocaine, probably crushes Adderall, but at least he doesn't drink a beer once a week. Jesus Christ. All right, sorry, that's all I got for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Move, moving on from ripping on somebody for some self-control. Love that, Ross. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, first thing we're going to do uh, this week is we're actually going to review the trades that happened. We had a few trades, uh, not that many, not as many as I thought we were going to see happen. Um, but you know, is what it is. Week one, people are like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. I'm going to trust my team." I was one of those people. I felt I actually needed to make a move though, so we're going to start there. Uh, me and Jake had a trade: uh, Todd Gurley for uh, Lockett uh, from the Seattle Seahawks um overall at face value pretty fair trade um that being said one guy put up 13 points this week one guy put up I think six um boys what do you think
2: I'm just gonna say it and I am king of early overreaction over to things that might not be that big of a deal but I'm gonna make them a big deal Todd Gurley and Jake's team is a terrible combination absolutely brutal I think the Atlanta Falcons. In this game, we're up 20 to 0. I'm not gonna get into the finalized results. I don't want to blow a gasket, but they were up 20 to 0 and they still weren't running the ball with Todd Gurley. Like, at what point in a game are the Atlanta Falcons going to use Todd Gurley? I don't know. And
1: so and well week here's- one, they didn't even touch Todd Gurley until they were within the 20. Right. I noticed that and I was like I, I got to try to move this guy. I sent trades all over the board.
0: You know, it's it's funny because I think in the preseason or the lack thereof, we thought that Todd Gurley because he was signed to a one-year deal that he was going to be buried into the ground. They were going to use him as much as they could, get their money's worth, to unquote with him. the shotgun. Right. And and Guess what? They're like they're treating him like he's uh <laughs> made of glass, which is true, but I think I think that the I think that the Atlanta Falcons kind of sometimes get in their own way. They have such great receivers in uh Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and uh Russell Gage, and I feel like sometimes they just forget that they have this pretty damn good option. Two years ago, he was the best uh, running back in the in the in the league. He had uh, a somewhat decent le- season last year. I think he was tenth for he, total. He was game. fine. He finished. Yeah. He, yeah. He found the
2: end zone a lot, which is what made right. him good last year. So, right. So
0: and, and he's still, but he's still, he's still a very good back. And I just I find it odd that Atlanta doesn't want to use him. They know something that we don't.
1: I, I, and, think, well, I think Well, getting they, back to fantasy, though, if you look at Jake's team, David Montgomery looked like butthole the first week. They ran three a three-back committee. David Montgomery was on the field for, I'm going to guess, I don't know the actual statistics. Ross, you'll probably know this and give me shit. I'm going to guess 45% of snaps, maybe. Like, that's his next best option, and then David Montgomery pops off, granted well, against popped, the Giants.
0: He, well, he popped off against a terrible team.
1: Right, so, and, and Todd Gurley is facing a
2: halfway decent rush defense mm-hmm. to Dallas last week, so let's not yep. take that. But I'm just going to say this. Atlanta ran the ball 30 times. Todd Gurley only got 20 of those runs. Like, like that's two-thirds. That is a lot.
0: 20 is um, a lot. But, it's, but the other running back is what, Brian Hill?
2: Brian yeah. Hill and Ito Smith each got five. So... Todd Gurley got no receptions. Todd Gurley got no targets. Um, and if we're going to compare... So let's do the comparison trade, right? We're doing Tyler Lockett to Todd Gurley. Obviously, it's a one-week span. Would you rather have a running back that gets no targets in a passing offense or a wide receiver 1A, 1B situation with DK Metcalf where their quarterback is cooking? Like, so I kind of understand... Um,
1: it did fill both needs, though.
2: I, I, I get Jake's thought process. He thought AJ Green could fill in for Tyler Lockett against a bra- bad Browns team. Um, AJ Green got like eleven targets, I think the final number was, and only really converted up yep, but- three receptions. So exactly, it was so that's terrible. That, that that's tough. Uh, he looked slow. He looked bad. Um, but still, I don't blame Jake's thought process. And Jake's other thought process was Dave Montgomery looked terrible against. The Lions and Mark Ingram was a secondary thought to the Ravens. Um, I still think Mark Ingram's a secondary thought to the Ravens. I think if Mark Ingram didn't score that 30-yard touchdown last yep. week, Mark, so that the whole process there, I get Jake's thought process to why he made the trade. Um, and I think when the trade happened, all of us were like, "Yeah, it's a decent trade." Just upon Week Two and Week One combined, I think right now I'm more leaning towards Josh winning the trade, but it, it's early. So.
1: Well, it, it filled a greater need for me. Everyone knew at the draft my wide receivers weren't great. I knew wide receivers were going to be on the board. Running backs go down. It is what it is. I took Todd Gurley knowing he's made made a glass. That being said, we'll see. There's a lot of football left. I think we're going to see this balance out towards the end of the year. We'll see how the you know uh, Seattle's offense you know cooks out. I'm going to say cooks out because you know they're cooking right now. Um,
2: and, and to Josh's to say, point. The New England Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons do not have good pass defenses. The New England Patriots are missing five starters from last year during the coronavirus, and the Atlanta Falcons are just terribly coached. And it's just a real shame for any one of their fans. You really have to feel for them because they've been through so much in the past four years.
0: (laughs) Also, (laughs) I do want to, and kind of like how we were talking about how we think at the end of the year this will probably even out, I'd have to agree. The. It's going to be a week to week type scenario. Tyler Lockett is going to have great weeks, and then he's going to have barely serviceable weeks because right. you never know. You never know what's going to happen. the 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 Seahawks have been played some decent. I'm gonna I'm gonna be be quite generous here. Decent uh pass defense. I you know secondary and whatnot. I but I. I think that I when, mean, let's, when let's, what well, I don't know, I haven't looked at Atlanta's schedule, but Al- of course Atlanta's going to go up against some terrible run defenses. Right. But they're also going to go against some great teams. Is. They are, but but that's that's both of them. But
2: you know? let's yeah. let's look inside each division, right? Um, let's compare Todd Gurley and the run defenses of the NFC South, Tampa Bay. I don't really want to mess with Tampa Bay. So yeah, uh, um, New Orleans Saints, don't really want to mess with New Orleans. Carolina, mm-hmm. they got Swiss cheese in their defense. They got holes everywhere. <laughs> right. um, now let's look at the passing defenses for the Tyler Lockett, right? In six of his games against Arizona um, Rams and the 49ers, he's going against Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson, and Jalen Ramsey. So yeah. it's both yeah. there. They're both challenges. DK Metcalf could take away some of that. Um and leave Tyler Lockett because Tyler Lockett's more of a slant guy or, or a slot guy, um, but I think Jalen Ramsey's gonna shadow Tyler Lockett. I think Patrick Peterson's gonna uh, shadow uh, Tyler Lockett. So I think it's a give and a take, right? Like well, we it, said- would,
0: it would depend. It would depend on game script, really. It would depend on if they have to, if you know, Seattle's having to throw deep, then they'd probably would switch it up. You know, right. the the slot the slot is such this interesting position because. I've, I, it, it depends on what kind of defense you're running, where it becomes a smart thing. Are you doing nickel? Are you doing dime? You know, the, there's all sorts of stuff that could go right for Tyler Lockett um, with a lot of, uh, with a low downside. I, I feel like at the end of the day, you look at Tyler Lockett, he is trending upwards, whereas Gurley's for the past couple of years, or for the past season or two, he's been trending downwards. I don't, I don't necessarily think that is going to be detrimental to either team because at the end of the day, Todd Gurley was a better player than Tyler Lockett probably ever will be. Um, not saying that Tyler Lockett's not a good player. I, it's just like ceiling versus floor type situation over both their careers. So I honestly, I think it'll even out. I, I I'm, Pretty much ready to put that one to bed.
2: Yeah. Just one more quick tip. If we're gonna compare, let's just compare it to the next four weeks. Um, Seattle Seahawks play a bunch of joke defenses over the next four weeks. Our passing defenses, it's the Cowboys, the Dolphins, the Vikings, and the Cardinals. Those are tough. And the Falcons are kind of on the opposite end of the things. They're playing the Bears, the Packers. We already said the Panthers are bad. Um, and then the Vikings. And so that's that's some pretty stout rush defense. So even if we're saying well right now Todd Gurley is worse, you know, come week 10, 11, 12 might be a completely different game script. So absolutely.
1: All right, moving on to the next trade. We got Joe Mixon slash Kittle for CMC and Kelsey. Um, Obviously Cubby's giving up Mixon uh, Kittle and Cubby is, or Kevin's giving up CMC Kelsey. um, Basically trading injured players, filling needs on the other team. Um, Personally, I think Cubby got the edge in this trade. Mixon's butthole Kittle had a knee MCL sprain and bone bruise, like that could hinder him for quite a while. Kittle, I know Kittle's a tough guy, but Kelsey's been resilient. If CMC pushes and gets back in four weeks, I think he wins the trade. If it's six weeks, I think it's pretty even. If it's longer, Cubby loses the trade.
0: Well, right. not you know, not even you. You're saying, oh, Cubby loses the trade? No, Cubby loses. Cubby is in the saco if CMC takes longer than. Five weeks like you you have to really think about this Mm -hmm. i've looked at his team and he's got melvin gordon who i know we gave him shit at the draft but if melvin gordon might turn into this bell cow especially if uh uh, philip Lindsay can't get over turf toe i think right now cubby is really in a kind of a desperate position but it's not as bad as i think we all think it is i think if it's four weeks and cmc comes back and plays like himself cubby will have just enough to get into the playoffs um and remember six teams make the playoffs four make the saco bowl Mm -hmm. so you have a better chance of making the playoffs than you don't but if he can't Play the guy that he gave up his first and second round pick for, then it's worthless. Now, Kelsey is not injured. Kelsey is looking great. Kelsey seems to be the only functional part of that offense uh, after this last or after this barely victory or this super close victory by the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. I felt like no one on that team was making sense. Clyde Edwards Hilaire had a really down game. Uh, Tariq Hill only had a good game in the end when he got caught that touchdown
1: pass. You gotta remember, next week, they play the Ravens. That is right. gonna be a shootout.
0: Kelsey right. well, is gonna
1: put up points. He's right. got Kyler yeah. Murray, who's looked great. He's gonna have Kelsey going. Calvin Ridley has looked fantastic. Juju's Juju's looking okay. I know he had eight points, but I think he has, that is his floor. I mean, Cubby might sneak out a few wins here just between those three players.
0: Yeah. And okay, honestly, if, okay. If,
1: if, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. I,
2: I've been quiet. I've let you guys say Cubby was the winner.
1: Get to it, Ross. Let's go.
0: You guys I did not declare a winner. I did not declare a winner. How dare you, you?
2: guys <laughs> sound so stupid when you're talking right now, thinking that Cubby even remotely won this trade. Who were two players last year that had high ankle sprains that missed four to six weeks that everyone drafted early and sucked last year. I'll give you the two names, Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley. Mm -hmm. Those two running backs finished so far out of the top 15, it was ludicrous. Both of them had serious, serious yards per average, career low in receiving yards, career low in receptions, career low in touchdowns. And career low in every single percentage of everything ever. So Cubby is trading for a running back that is damaged goods this year. And I know, I know, Christian McCaffrey's so determined. And Christian McCaffrey's going to work hard and get back. And yes, yes. Stupid, Cubby. Stupid, stupid, stupid. His tendons and his ankles are fucked up worse than breaking a bone. Every doctor in the universe says you'd rather break a bone than sprain a bone. And Cubby's out here with a damaged good running back. Kevin had no running backs on his team. We all made a pact this offseason that we weren't going to trade with Kevin. It took less than 14 days for that rule to be broken. Less than 14. Let that sink in. Less than 14. So, one, that is annoying beyond all belief. Two, we had Kevin. We could have strangled Kevin. We could have buried Kevin. Kevin would never have been able to say the word Shiva again because he would have been so embarrassed. But instead, here comes Humpty Dumpty in his great fall of loving the Sacco, also known as Cubby, also known as Matt Samuelson, trading for damaged goods.
0: Hey, hold on. <laughs> I agree. Hey, I also think it's funny that you're assuming that Both these players or both these managers have won. When you really think about it, Kevin got Joe Mixon,
1: who was
0: so bad, and got Kittle, who might be out, might be out for a lot longer than any of us have given him any credit for.
1: That's true.
0: Kittle could be out for, I mean,
1: weeks. Kittle will come back, but Kittle's risk for re-injury so high.
0: Right, and Kittle comes back a lot. Kittle, I, I had him on my team last year. He'd get hurt at the end of the game, and then he'd be like, I really want to play, I really want to play. He, I, I Kittle, was playing injured, Kittle was playing injured all year. But Ross, your what?
1: point, it makes sense. You're right. High ankle sprain hurts running back out, actual output the rest of the season, period. You are 100% right there. That being what said, would, there is would, always an exception to the rule, and if I was a betting man, and I am, I would bet that CMC is going to be the goddamn exception. Because that guy <laughs> is wouldn't a fucking we, freak.
2: Wouldn't we have thought that with Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley? No. I don't I, think that they're, I, as, they're I, as good God, as that. I, uh, I, never,
0: I never, ever, ever would even put Saquon opinion, Barkley on the same level opinion, as CMC. CMC opinion. is the definition of godlike play. He's a thoroughbred. All right, he's a all right. fucking thoroughbred.
2: I know. He's great. In his blood. blood. It's grade A plus B. If we've already been over all this, whether or not we, what there are exceptions to every rule and laws are meant to be broken. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But the fact of the matter is I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure My running God. backs need a fun- functioning ankle to be able to run. And the fact of the matter is, is Christian McCaffrey right now does not have a functioning ankle. So I understand the argument. I understand that he could come back. And be super, super, super good. Well, guess what? Christian McCaffrey still put up 22 points this week. That was like running back four this week. Kevin still lost. So I don't care how good Christian McCaffrey is, is if Cubby is going to go 0 4 in the next four weeks, he's going to then be 1 5. And that's if Christian McCaffrey comes back in four weeks. It could be 5, it could be 6. So, even more imagine a world where Christian McCaffrey doesn't come back for six weeks. Cubby is one and one right now. It's not like we're five weeks into the season and Cubby's four and one and needs three more wins to get in the playoffs, right? It's not like that. We're so early. And believe you me, I had this mistake last year. I dug myself a hole. I was one and five and I almost came back out of it, but I didn't. And then I won the Sacco. This is not a, I am making this move to win the Shiva. I don't care if Cubby says that. This is a, I fucked up my draft so bad, nobody will trade with me. I can't win the Sacco. I'm not winning the Sacco trade. That's what this trade is.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, and yeah. Yeah. Again, again, I don't necessarily think either of these teams are going to necessarily make the playoffs. I have a feeling that one is not going to make the playoffs and that's Cubby. I have. I don't have a lot of confidence in his team. I haven't since draft day, or I haven't since before draft day. Um, I I think Cubby is going to have a real uphill battle. but so I also, I, but I also think, I think, but I also think that Kevin got Kevin got, and Kevin had to make these, this trade. It is very we. It is very clear that Kevin had to make this trade. He had to dump him off. We talked about it in the group chat. We, you know, we were very vocal that Kevin is going to try and get rid of Christian McCaffrey to someone who's stupid. And you have to be very smart about this trade. Cubby gave up his first round pick for a guy who's injured.
1: So Covey I, I think we're... the only
0: person who would have done that, I might have traded. I might have traded Michael Thomas, and that's just because they have such depth in the wide receiver pool right
1: Right. now. I think we're a little outside of our scope about what we're trying to talk about. We're trying to say who won this trade. I think Cubby won this trade. I agree for the reasons that he's not going to be the Sacco. I think Cubby got more value. I think CMC is going to come back. Not quite at the same level, but even we said it in our pre-draft fucking podcast that if CMC produces at 80% to what he did last year, which he might do now with this high ankle sprain, he's still a great running back. And he very well might come back at 80%. Yeah. I think he had the better trade.
2: I think if we're looking at value, we got to look at value over a 13 game regular season. Cubby's not getting that running back for minimum four weeks, possibly six weeks. That's potentially half the regular season. So by default, Kevin got more value.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Assuming Kittle's back next week.
2: Yeah, but whatever, tight end. He had Hayden Hurst in his bench, and Hayden Hurst had, like, what, 16 points this past week?
0: Yeah, Kevin. I would say Kevin, besides – well, now that he's filled that running back position, Kevin has – Kevin still has his RB2 hole problem uh, that we talked about in length last week. And he could have
2: had a running back entirely problem. But now, instead, he's, pro- he's traded for a running back that's probably going to finish top 10 or top 15. Oh. I,
1: don't, I don't even know. I don't know that. if I'm sold on that. <laughs> um, I'm I mean, that. Kevin still is going to have a flex issue. Yeah,
0: T.Y. Hilton's not the, not the not guy. The answer. Cam, Cam, a- uh, Cam Akers still or got hurt this week as well. It's so limited. still hurt.
1: Uh, Frank Gore? T- Joshua t- Kelly?
2: Now it's probably gonna be Marquez
0: Vance. Oh, Valves, I, I do right? wanna make it I do wanna yeah. make it very clear. I, I have some insider knowledge. I heard today, and I'm not gonna tell you who, but I heard cousin. no I heard that um Kevin is trying to trade uh is trying to trade to get someone he's give, he's giving up Kittle and Frank Gore for a certain running back on a certain team. Um, a certain
2: running back on a certain team. Drew, tell me let's more. Let's
0: just say his initials are DJ. and Smith, God damn it! And let, let's just say I told him no. I said, don't make that trade. And then he told me, I have Devin Singletary. And I was like, Devin Singletary is not David Johnson level potential. Uh, you know, RB potential. I think I'm hoping that he doesn't make that trade. Even though I'm playing him this week, I hope Smith doesn't make that trade.
1: I think that would be a very bad trade. Frank Gore is useless. I I don't know. I think the league might even veto that.
2: I would veto that. Any more trades with Kevin? I'm automatically vetoing. We have
1: no, okay, no you can't do Kevin. that. You can't be that. That, that guy.
0: That is unethical, Ross. And you
1: can't. Fine. I'm the guy who wants to be league commissioner. God damn it! I'm not petty.
2: You're petty.
1: Oh, all right, all right, that was fun um, to talk about. I don't know. Do we, I, I don't even want to talk about the Sutton trade because who gives a shit. Um, moving on, we got a really fun uh, – Well,
0: hold on. Ad- oh. uh, Drew, what? Do you want to talk about your trade, Drew? You
1: said it was last week when we were in the, no, the pre-lobby. It,
0: it was last week, but the Sutton versus, versus Barkley trade, that almost happened. I don't know
1: why he wouldn't accept that trade. I,
0: I want to make it very clear. Getting Barkley is always going to be better for value than an injured Sutton. Both of them are out for the entire season. If you're getting Barkley and you can keep him, you should. Really what – and Naughton, we're going to give you some advice. Naughton, you need to hold on to Barkley because you might be able to trade him for someone who – obviously you can't trade him for anything more than the flex. Yep, But if you could maybe trade Barkley away for a flex ride receiver so that next year that person could keep uh, Saquon Barkley, which personally don't come to me because I won't be doing that. I would never do that. I'm, I was not high on Saquon Barkley going into the season. I wasn't high on him last season after he got injured. I don't think he's very good. or I think he's very good, but I think his injuries really hinder his ability to be a first-round pick.
1: That's just my opinion. Well, I mean I I, I mean, I, I mean, we were going to say this till the end, but screw it, Drew. Let us into it. I, I, I think again, non, keep Barkley on your bench. Don't drop him. Don't trade yeah. him for nobody. Hold him till week ten. There is going to be somebody on the bubble, who's or somebody who's already in either the sackable or is in the the fucking playoffs, and you might be on the bubble. Get a guy you need. You'll get a flex. Agreed. You'll get someone decent who wants to keep them. And I know our keeper rules might change. But personally, being a member of this league, I think, you know what? Waiver wire, fine. Doesn't count. Don't keep it as a, as a, as, as, as a keeper. But trades and guys drafted, personally, from my opinion, I think those guys are, are on the board. So, you know, what? we don't know how the rules are going to shake out yet. We don't know enough. So don't make the rash, dumb decision and put them on the waiver wire because, you know what? You're going to screw yourself. Right.
2: So I think you know there's been a discussion of changing the keeper rule. I think what is going to rapidly expedite the conversation of keeping the uh, keeping the keeper rule the way it is or changing the keeper rule is what not and Lily does in the next three hours. Uh, waivers get pushed through at twelve oh one Wednesday morning, which is three give yeah. or take three hours from now. Um, if not and drops Barkley and someone goes and picks him up, it, the keeper rules are changed for forever, um, and that's just the way it's going to be. So, Naughton, I hope you've listened to us during the week. I hope that whenever you are listening to this podcast, after Josh does an immaculate job producing it, and we're all listening to it, that you did, in fact, keep it, instead of making us all make a hard decision. So, be selfless. Yeah,
0: because I think, I think at face value, and this is, and Ross is right, this, is a, this affects how our keeper rules are going to change. I am a massive proponent of keepers. I know some people are indifferent. I know some people like them. Some people don't like them. I would like to do everything in my power to keep the keepers. Uh, and I think, I do think there does need to be changes. So hopefully we can bring about change depending on what you do, Naughton. But um, th- th- I think keepers add an extra element to the game that makes it a lot more fun. I've had more fun in these past three years than I did in the first three. And I won the Shiva in my first one of my years in the first three. No, so, I- so, so let's, let's not get too into this whole... Yep, right, right. You're right, okay. you're right. This let's is let's a discussion. discussion for another day. When we actually make the keeper changes, we will discuss it. So and I, I, think
1: we, I think on the pod, we try to throw an arbitrary date. I think we try to decide what our keepers are going to be by week six, because I think week six is where crucial decisions are going to have to be made about the remainder of the season. True. I would like to push our league to say by week six, we try to figure it out. Boys, I'm good on that. Hold we on, let me on. just say this. Let me just
2: say this. Yep, I think we it. need to I think we need to make the decision by October first. We gotta expedite this because if it does change to only players drafted can be kept, that changes the value of a lot of players that want to be traded. That's the last thing I'm gonna say. Josh. Fair enough. Lead us into our next segment.
1: Oh, you're giving it me. This was uh, Ross's idea. I think it's a great one. Um, we're gonna look at the studs and we're gonna look at the duds. You know who you are, you know? We know the stud, We know the duds. Um, we're going to look at everybody's roster. We're going to take a uh, magnifying glass. We're going to get you know into the weeds a little bit. Look for you know some specks of dust. Uh, we're going to do use the white glove test. You know, see where the dust is. Um, but we're going to look at everybody's uh, roster. We're going to see who's great, who's terrible. Wildly speculate. Um, and you know, I think uh, I think since we've been talking about non steam so much, I, I think we start there. Um, I, I think it's a fair place to start. He's in Frost, first place. Gross, go for I, it. Yeah, he's I, in first place. He's a 2-0 guy right now. All right,
2: so a li- little, little bit more into how we're doing this. We're going to look at the standings. We're going to go team by team. We're going to classify your team as a stud team. You know, We're going to look at record, points for things like that. Or we're going to recognize your team as a dud team, hence the name stud or dud. So per se, let's look at the stats of Ryan Notton's team. Stats can be misleading. For instance, Ryan Naughton is 2-0, best record in the league. Ryan Naughton's points four are good for sixth in the league at 243.8. His points against are 210.16. If we go and look at Ryan Naughton's roster, I am going to hunker down on this after the uh, seasoning injury to – Saquon Barkley, after he most r- sprained his MCL, which just sounds terrible. I am willing to classify Naughton's team as a dud. Can we? We got to get some like sound effects, like someone oh, says, oh, oh, oh. right? That's what, like someone, <laughs> says, wah, has, wah. Right, someone
0: says dud, someone says dud. It's like, oh, ah. uh,
1: You know, <laughs> you know, I'm in on the sound effects, and I'm in on Naughton being a dud. I, I he has two wins. Good for him. I mean, it, typical not in fashion. I don't know how every year he has low points against. Um, I, I mean, he got a win this week. Good for him. You know, the injury to Saquon, we were all trying to get Saquon because we all thought he might turn around, but we all knew his roster needed help. So we were all trying to, you know, get some value there. Um, I, I, I don't see it on his team. I mean, him and I have a, a, a bet that Mostert isn't going to have a 75-yard run the remainder of the season. Um, I, I, I just don't, I don't see where the points are going to come from on this team. I think he might sneak into the playoffs at the sixth round because we have some guys who are big old dum-dums, but uh, I don't, I don't see it.
2: So he's got pieces on his team.
1: He's got right? pieces.
0: I'll he's
1: concede got, pieces. He's got
0: Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson.
2: Russ Hughes is cooking. Ross is cooking. He's got Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler's looked good the first two weeks. Um, You know whether we want to admit it. Right now, he's running back eighteen. Not great, but better than nothing. So I mean, you know, there's pieces there, like we're saying. But outside of those two players, running back two being James Robinson. Do you even know who James Robinson is, Drew?
0: Yeah, he's the starting running back for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, and he actually had a really good game last week.
2: He did, and he's playing Miami this week, so he's got a favorable matchup. But like. Chris Godwin, Tom Brady scares me. DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey's hurt. Is he going to get more targets? Is the offense going to be worse? Questions surrounding that. You know,
0: you, know I, I, you look at someone like Evan Ingram, every like podcast or fantasy football media going into the season was, oh, Evan Ingram was going to have a breakout year. Evan Ingram has looked rough.
2: He's got a, he's got a problem where, as an offensive player, you know, your usual goal is to catch and hold on to said football. Um, Evan Ingram likes to do neither of those things. Yeah. So that, that does lead to some <laughs> tough fantasy production. Um, keep keep going down as Ross. You know, Marquise Brown, big boomer bust potential. He's busted the first two weeks, though. He only had like six points last week. Right. So that's tough. And then, I mean, defensive kicker. He's got a great kicker, but everyone has a good kicker. No one gives a shit about
1: the kicker. So, so um, what do we think about Godwin? Wait, wait hold How on. Are we in or out on him?
0: Uh, I think I think God. I, I, I think it's too early to say you're out on Godwin. Let's um, do
2: some. Let's do some either or players real quick. Would you rather have Chris Godwin or Odell Beckham Jr.? Uh, uh,
0: Godwin.
2: I, 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 yeah. I'm not gonna answer. Okay. Uh, Chris Godwin or Tyler Lockett?
0: Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Without yeah. that's not even really Just without hesitation.
2: Question. Here's a here's a good one. In my in my opinion, this is kind of where they are. D J Shark or Chris Godwin.
0: Uh, uh, I mean, I have DJ Shark. Um, I'd probably go Godwin. I'd probably lean towards Godwin, but guess what? Godwin is rated higher. You know. Ah.
1: So, uh, Godwin right? or uh, Juju Smith Schuster? Ooh,
0: either. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't want to start either.
2: <laughs> I, let me pull up the draft from last year just so we can see who was drafted around him.
0: But uh. DJ Moore. This is another really rough pick, or rough player to start. DJ Moore, although PPR machine, massive dude, sits in the slot, great receiver. I had him last year. He was excellent last year, especially towards the end of the season. He's really, really good. But here's the problem. Robbie Anderson, who, by the way, I picked up off of waivers, is the number five receiver on the year. Obviously, we've only had two games, but nope. they, they equal in targets and receptions. Yep. Robbie Anderson has gone for more yardage and has scored more touchdowns. Robbie Anderson also is Ross, who's the coach of Carolina Panthers? Matt Ja Rule.
1: No, just right. Matt
0: Rule. Matt Rule is, was Robbie Anderson's college coach they know each other really well Teddy Bridgewater knows Robbie Anderson really well there is a very r- realistic scenario that Robbie Anderson becomes the wide receiver one on that team huh I did not
2: know that Robbie Anderson played football at Temple with Matt Ja Rule It's a yep. great fact Rule. look at
0: that yep. Truth, truth, great. I know nonsense. I know my stuff. I'm, that's I awesome. On, I only looked this up because I knew I was going to talk about it today. That's
2: great. I love that. Hey, that's okay. fine. Leave the conversation to what you know. I think, I think we spent enough time with Naughton's team. Agreed. First, first start of the week. Let's move to the next team. Nuts for Lutz, Mr. Matt Davis. I don't think we need to spend any time talking about this, really, because I think three across three, we're going studs.
0: Yeah. I mean, yep. the, the, that running back pair. Uh, DeAndre he's Hopkins. got DeAndre Hopkins, Mark Andrews who didn't have that great of a week. Uh, he did not with only one with only one reception for 29 yards. It's still pretty good. I think his bench is definitely serviceable. Dante Johnson's a great receiver. Uh Jameson Crowder might be the only bright spot on a Jets uh, on a uh, Matt Casey's Jets team which is terrible. Mike Kosicki's really good. Jarvis Landry might be good, who knows.
1: Serviceable. Uh,
2: so I think, I think a big tale as well is Deshaun Watson's first three games of the year are against Kansas City, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh. Whoa. They're going to be 0-3 and have to be gunning the ball out. Their next four games are against Minnesota, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Green Bay. Their defenses yep. don't scare me. Deshaun Watson is going to be awesome the three-fourths of the year. So I think that's an obvious stud. Matt, your team, I, I, I don't mean to be – mean when I say this. I mean it as a compliment. Your team fell into your lap. You know, you had easy decisions all around you. I don't I'm not really worried about Clyde Edwards-Alaire's you know, decrease last week. He still had 71% of the snap share. So I think things like that, I'm comfortable with Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Plus Um, plus
0: the Chargers are notorious for being problems for Kansas City.
2: And I think it's time to start admitting that the uh, San Diego uh, I'm sorry, Los Angeles Chargers have a legit Defense. They, yes, they do. They made Cincinnati look bad, and Cincinnati put up thirty points against uh, the Bengals. So that's not that's nothing, you know. No I, but okay, yeah, that's what I meant, meant to. You know what I mean? You're there. Pick up what you're putting down. The only, then, my, uh, and then it made only, Patrick Mahomes look human. Um, my
0: only advice would be, why are you starting Tom Brady? And
1: I, I because think, Deshaun Watson is playing tough defenses.
0: No, I understand that. Drop Tom Brady. Pick up a new. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm, uh, I'm picking uh, up like Ryan Tanner Hill over exactly. Time Pick up that. a new
0: quarterback. Tom Brady is a wash. He's been a wash for fantasy for years. I didn't, you know. I think a lot of people thought that he was going to be good in Tampa Bay, and yeah, he got his first victory. It was very cool. Yada yada yada. But he still is not what we'd call good for fantasy. He looks especially bad. when there's better especially when there's better quarterbacks on waivers that you probably right. won't even have to waste a waiver pick on. You just kind of wait till the waiver wires go out and then you swoop in on Wednesday morning and you right. pick up someone. Yep. I, I, that Matt, that's some advice for you. Hopefully you get it before, uh, your next. Absolutely not. Up. All right. But, let's, all right. Man. Moving on.
1: The, he's in the chat. The rotund Russman's Drew Michael himself. Woo, woo, Drew, woo. I honestly, I was 50-50 on your team until this week. Your team proved they can produce. I love your tight end. I love your quarterback. I'm still 50-50 on Chubb. Jonathan Taylor, great pick. I wanted him. Amari Cooper, awesome. Robbie Anderson, great facts, great player. You know, I'm going to say your stud. Michael Thomas is out. DJ Sharks, not a bad person to have. John Brown, I mean, I mean, you got a bench. And you got Tefante Freeman just in case he decides, you know what? I'm going to make the Giants look good. So, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to give you a stud. So I am
2: by no means not calling Drew's team a stud. I think it is more of a stud than a dud. But we have to be realistic about when we say things like, oh, I love your quarterback. Josh Allen played Miami and the Jets. So Fair, fair. Granted, he does have 62 points in his first two weeks. He played Miami and the Jets. He's playing the Rams and then the Raiders and then Tennessee. If he, if he does that again, Josh Allen's an absolute steal, absolute stud. Nick Chubb, I still want to see him do it. He was so, so, so bad week one. I think Washington Redsk- or the Washington football team's a good test. They got the best D-line in football, in my opinion. Great defense. And I think Jonathan Taylor's good. Amari Cooper's good. Um, once Michael Thomas comes back, I don't think your Robbie Anderson's going to be starting. I think Robbie Anderson... He's kind of a boomer bust guy. Like he had 22 points in the first week and then he did have he had 13 points the next week. So I mean that is good.
0: Um, but Darren, I also one thing with Robbie Anderson not to do this again. T- players who escape the Jets uh always look so good. Always they look so good in the Always end. look so good. <laughs> when they leave, they always look good. It's crazy. It's cuz yeah. Adam
2: Gase is just so incredibly
0: stupid. There Wall- coach in all of
2: football here is my point on darren waller darren waller was so 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 good last night darren waller literally had a record-setting performance last night that was second most receptions ever by a tight end Uh, was it prime time or monday night football
0: either way it was monday night football football. so like 12 12 receptions for 103 yards and one td so TD, by the way pretty juicy
2: yeah, it's super juicy, Drew. He was like a ghost. Hey, Drew, we made a rule that you can't comment on your own. All oh, right, right. You're, you're right. O, you're right. You're like 0 for seven on that. Okay. So <laughs> um, I, I th- Darren Waller is great. He's a freak of he's a freak of nature. Went to Georgia Tech. Love that guy. Um, so I, I just
1: get a new defense.
2: That that's not my problem. My thing with Darren Waller is is oh, when I you go down to the goal line you're either – they're either stacking the box or they're playing coverage. If they're playing coverage, Josh Jacobs is getting the ball. If they're stacking the box, they're going to do a play-action rollout to Darren Waller. Like, how many times did we see that happen last night? I think the correct answer is 12 because Darren Waller has 12 receptions. They were all (laughs) play-action rollouts. Um, So maybe that's just the way the Raiders' defense or offense will work all year. And me and Drew are sitting pretty with Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. So So uh, I am leaning more towards stud with Drew's team. I would classify them as a stud, but for me, it's very hard. Like, yes, I know we put up 163 points this week.
0: Drew, what'd you put up the week before? Uh, 90 something, I think. That's just not impressive. So,
1: no. My that, only no, other point on Darren can't... Waller is Henry Ruggs is a rookie. He is gonna develop. He might start getting some of those receptions that Waller is getting. True. But they're going to so, line him up in the slot. They are going to. He he might start taking some of Waller's receptions. So we might see a downtrend there. That being said, I, I I'm going to say you're a stud. I think you have a better team than you have a worse team. But time will tell. Is right. it a
0: playoff? Is the question? Is is it a playoff team? Probably in our league.
2: Yeah, Cenas. I would put your team top five, right? So the way that I view our league. And I think our power rankings kind of said it. It's Matt Davis first, about four teams, and then Tyler, Kevin, Jake, Knott, and Cubby. Yeah. So, you know, do process of elimination, figure out how those four teams are. Three of them are on this podcast. Thanks for coming. Let's break it down. Next team on the list Ryan, Ryan Smith's Smith. team, nicknamed one and one with a trash can as the photo. Super. Awesome team name Smith. God, um, I, I think this team's a stud. I, I, I really do. I, I think there's a whole forming and running back too with David Johnson. David David Johnson, just the Houston Texans. The fact that Bill O'Brien is still employed is mind-boggling to me. I know Josh loves um David Johnson. I get that. I'm I, I understand your love for him. I'm cooling but, on him. But – in the first two weeks, he had a combined 22 carries. Like, that's, that's bad. Like, Josh Jacobs had yeah. more than that. Uh, Nick Chubb had more than that. Kareem Hunt did not, but Kareem Hunt's a receiver. They also better.
1: had a really tough matchup last week.
2: But they didn't have a really is- – Kansas City has a bad rush defense, and he only had 11 carries then too. True. So combined for the first two weeks, he only has 22 carries. I think that's going to be a glaring, glaring issue. But everywhere else on his team, oh, and don't even get me started on tight end. I think Rob Gronkowski has zero total points this year. I lied. He has two point one total points this year. It, um, so his tight end situation is just so terrible. Whatever again, else on his team is awesome. Uh,
0: again, again, again. Smith's Smith just needs to go into waivers and pick someone up. I picked up Gianu Smith off of not off of waivers. Just I picked him up because. I was like, he's he looks pretty good. I watched a cup. I watched a little bit of him uh, with the Titans. He's one of the only options to throw to on that team, especially with AJ Brown being hurt. I think there are a lot of players, or there's a lot of serviceable tight ends out there in waivers. Let's go. I'm gonna just jump to um, the available tight ends right now. There are. Oh, look at this there's Logan Thomas who I don't know a whole lot about, but Dalton Schultz. And I'm not saying that Smith who already has like five Dallas Cowboys players on his team should go out, go out and draft or uh, pick up another Dallas Cowboy. But Dalton Schultz had a really good game. You know, I think you could do, you could do drew sample because Burrow always seems to throw to the top. I mean, we've had two games, but Burrow's been thrown to the tight ends. Obviously, Drew Sample, he's the, he's the backup or the second uh, tight end on that team, but still, he's still going to see targets. I think there are a lot of players that he could pick up and that he could play, but just, how, just we all know Smith kind of likes to troll us a little bit and likes to do the, the him, the, the Smith thing to do, like draft Adrian Peterson when he wasn't on a team. Right. You know, and draft and draft uh, Rob Gronkowski who hasn't played football in over a year and a half. Like th- there's things that Smith does that is like totally limiting himself.
1: So and I think with I, that I,
0: said, I'm leaning
1: stud. So I'm actually leaning dud. And, and let me explain. Ooh. Let me explain. He has Dak Prescott. Great. Zeke. Great. David Johnson. Fine. Devontae Adams, injury might be, like I saw a report today that he might be more seriously injured than people are leading on to believe. Yeah, Mike can Evans. Talk,
2: can we talk about? Let me the, finish. Okay, okay.
1: Mike Evans, that team, not hot on. Rob Gronkowski, terrible. Same deal. Terry McLaurin, fine. Great.
0: Scary Terry's great.
1: He, I mean, he's great. But then you look at his bench. He has CeeDee Lamb, another Dallas wide receiver, or Dallas player. There's only so many points the Dallas Cowboys can put up, and you don't want them all playing in one week. He's also got, I would say, Henry Ruggs, fine, good player, but like the rest of his bench, not that strong. He hasn't had the injury bug yet. Devontae Adams might get hurt, but he's going to have to play Ruggs, who rookie might develop, might not. He's got to learn a lot this year. And then, you know, I I I just don't know if he's got the depth. Should he get injuries, which I think we're all going to see injuries this week, I think week eight is going to be very different than we are looking right now where he's going to go the distance. I'm leaning towards Doug just because he doesn't have a variety of teams. He's got Tampa Bay and he's got Dallas, That's Dallas, a, high point, high point potential Tampa Bay. Not really, not so much. That that, you know what, Josh brings up a good point with the
2: lack of depth. Um, Devonta yeah. Adams very well might miss this week. Who's he going to play instead? Um, the headache of choosing between Slayton, Rugs, and CD Lamb sounds awful. Um, he's probably gonna go Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton has a high upside. He put up twenty-five points in the first week. Yeah, the next week he put up four. So that that's tough. CD Lamb and Ruggs seems tough. And then his running back situation: Chase Edmonds, so obviously not the lead back or getting any carries really. Adrian Peterson, yeah. uh, Boston <laughs> Scott's tough. And Devin Singletary, you know, he could be good. Um, he, he had a grand total of 76 yards um, as a running back, scrimmage yards, you know, including receptions, including everything. That was against Miami, and his first week was against the Jets. Against the Jets in Miami, he put up a grand total of, math guy, Ross, 16.4 points in two weeks. So that's not a solution. Smith is praying for lack of injuries. Um, all that being said, I, I – I have a hard time not classifying this team as a stud when his trio of Prescott, Elliott, and Adams are just so
0: good. Right. Yeah. Agreed. So and I, I don't get me wrong. But the second Dallas has he's, a
1: down week, that's, he's true, in that's true.
0: But he's I wrong. think Dallas,
2: Dallas he's, is going to have yeah. more up weeks than down weeks, and I mean that, yeah. that's true for a lot of us.
0: So That division is terrible.
2: The division is so bad. So bad. Um, I think we spent enough time on Smith's team. Smith doesn't even listen to the podcast. He probably doesn't really care. That's not
0: true. He listened today.
2: Oh, good for him. Um, Thanks, Smith. Hey, sorry about those uh, lack of self-control comments from before. Let's move on (laughs) to the next team. Next team on the list, Josh's team. Josh, as we mentioned, when your team is being reviewed, you can't speak. Josh's team, I only see two issues I'm, I'm classifying as a stud. Week one, Josh, how many points did you put up? It was like 80. Solid 80. Yeah, and then he comes back with 166. Is this going <laughs> to be a reoccurring theme? Dude, how did you – wow. 80, doubling it the next week. That's fine. Um, is that going to be the average? I mean, like two years ago, Josh did go win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose one, lose one, win one. Win one. Made the playoffs. So who knows? Maybe he'll re- recreate that. Quarterback situation God. seems like an issue. He may be picking up somebody. Maybe maybe Josh is mad at me and Drew because me and Drew told Matt to go pick up Brian Tannerhill. and Josh is like, no, I wanted Brian Tannerhill. I don't know for sure. I don't think choosing between Joe Burrow and Carson Wentz is the solution. I was reading a PFF article today that said, what is the problem with the Philadelphia Eagles offense? And – it literally just said in bold letters, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, like, his ability to throw bad passes and throw passes that are turnoverable turn over is, like, at a career high. So yeah. I think Carson Wentz is gone. I think they might even bring in Jalen Hurts, which is going to be awesome as the old Alabama fan I am. And I think that's going to be awesome for Miles Sanders, potentially. I think the one-two punch of Miles Sanders and Alvin Kamara is very sexy. Alvin Kamara last night just – Looked like a feather on the field. He was so light-footed. All the defenders seemed like lumbering ogres around this man. There was literally a play where Alvin Kamara just ran a button hook five yards out. Drew Brees hit him right in the numbers because that's all that Drew Brees' noodle arm can throw this year. I digress. Alvin Kamara just turned around and floated on the field for 15 yards. It was incredible. Never seen anything like it. So that's great. I think the Keenan Allen-Cooper Cup situation. That's a little. La
0: tough. La La doesn't know football. <laughs> what? La doesn't know football, and they certainly. I, I agree. That why I I'm not high on Keenan Allen, ever. But and if, not, and if the Chargers, is,
2: if the Chargers do play Justin Herbert as they should, based on one week when um Justin Herbert as a Hunter Henry owner myself. I'm hoping Justin Herbert gets to play because his safety blanket is Keenan Allen on Hunter Henry, and he'll throw to them all the time. I mean, Keenan Keenan Allen's target percentage skyrocketed 23% when Justin Herbert came in week two as opposed to week one. And the Cincinnati Bengals offense, our defense is terrible, and he only put up an abysmal point total there. Also,
0: Tyler Higbee, five receptions for 54 yards and three touchdowns. I I don't know if I've ever heard of a more touchdown-dependent uh, stat tight end line. or right. stat line at all, and I think obviously Josh knows this. Tyler Higby is a great tight end. Um, is he the best tight end? No, but is he gonna put up what thirty? Was what it or no twenty? Is he gonna put up twenty five points every week? Probably not, but he's good for a touchdown a game. You know, I, and that and that's all that you need. That's what the tight end is designed for. Is right. that play action touchdown? You know, so, and obviously, and another thing, Steelers, the best defense in the uh, in National Football League. And um, obviously, Rodrigo Blankenship might be the spiritual successor of Adam Vinatieri of old. Uh, not last season, Adam Vinatieri, but like, like when game, game winning kicks four times in a row or whatever. four game winning kicks or was it? Does he have two game winning kicks in a Super Bowl?
2: I don't know, Drew. I think I'm pretty sure. The more we discuss this useless kicker stat, the more useless the conversation (laughs) becomes.
0: Okay, but what what, I'm gonna, I'm also with Josh. I am going to trend stud. I think he has similar. I think he has similar problems to Smith, where I do not, I do not like his bench. I like, I like Kareem Hunt. I like Kareem Kareem Hunt, and I think Will Fuller is fine if he doesn't put up zero points
2: i think kareem hunt is good i think if we look at the adps of kareem hunt and nick chubb with the adp that kareem hunt carried, you'd rather have kareem hunt i think that's a fact um okay will fuller scares me though he had zero receptions for zero yards and zero, zero and one he had one carry for zero yards actually so that's actually impressive the fact that a wide receiver had zero catches, but had a carry, all for the accumulated total of zero yards and zero <laughs> points. That's actually pretty impressive. Maybe you should start Will Fuller, Josh. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. But, I,
0: I mean, I'm leaning Josh. At Pittsburgh? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, so I think, uh, I think you have your optimal lineup right now. Right. Maybe and I, Kareem Hunt, depending on the matchup.
2: And so I think, I think all those things said, I think all of us are leaning more stud with Josh's team. Josh. He very much turned it around. We'll see if Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb can keep that magic going. If they do, both Drew and Josh are sitting very, very pretty. So that's great. Let's move on to best, the next Best team.
0: one-two punch in the league.
2: Apparently. Kind of by default. Let's move on to the next team. Let's, let's, you know, let's, let's increase the speed a little bit. We're already at an hour recording here, so we're going to pick it up a little bit. The next couple of teams hopefully won't take too long to discuss about. Kevin's team, I think all three of us can agree, it's a – Dud, man. It's It's a a dud, 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 duddy, dud, 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 dud. I don't – yeah, he got Joe Mixon. As we said, Joe Mixon's tough. Joe Mixon has a grand total of 20 points on the year two weeks into the season. For a guy that was drafted fourth overall, keepers albeit, fourth overall, not really showing it. Wide wide receiver core seems like a mess. Cam Newton, I hate Cam Newton. Nobody hates Cam Newton more than I do on this universe probably. Cam Newton is not going to rush for three touchdowns every single week. That's a fact. Um, that, so that's my opinion. Uh, a kicker and defense, he's got the Cardinals defense, he's streaming. Kicker's got Mason Crosby. Don't really care.
0: Um, you know, yeah, I, I just want to say uh, one thing. His wide receiver core of Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton looks like a ghost. Yep. He dropped a 50-yard touchdown pass that was put on him. He was barely covered. It was bad. And T.Y. Hilton is regarded was a couple years ago, T.Y. Hilton was regarded as one of the best receivers in the league. And he still has been able to carry that, I guess, ethos around him where people are like, oh wow, T. Y. Hilton, he's he's a he's a he's an aging veteran, but he's phenomenal at what he does. People thought he was gonna be super good with Phillip Rivers. We haven't seen it yet this season. You know, maybe was Pascal got injured. You know, who knows? we we'll, we might see that. Adam yeah. Thielen is dealing with the worst quarterback in the National Football League, according to Q- according to the QBR. He had a negative QBR. So, you know, right, for cousin. It, you don't want to be anything. You don't want anything to do with uh, with with the Minnesota Vikings unless you're Dalvin Cook. And even Let, then, let's look, let's look at
2: like Kevin's top three wide receivers: Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson, T.Y. Hilton. The quarterbacks on that team are Mitch Trubisky, Kirk Cousins, and Philip Rivers. Yep. Phillip Rivers is very middle of the pack, in my opinion. I don't know if your guys' opinion agrees with that. I think I, I, that, right? I
0: I tend to trend lower. Okay, yeah. and then
2: and then Kirk Cousins and Mitch Trubisky are probably bottom five quarterbacks in the NFL.
1: Yep.
2: So. You never want your lead wide receiver – I don't care. It's not full PPR. You never want your lead wide receiver to have Mitch Trubisky throwing the ball.
1: Well, it's right. not about how good the wide receiver is. It's about how good their quarterback is.
2: Right. You, right. Could, you could be the worst
1: receiver in the world. And, it, I mean, uh, uh, Robbie Anderson is a great example. He he has Teddy Bridgewater chucking him the ball. He looks fucking fantastic
2: now. Right. Right, right, right. And, and obviously – You know, there are, as we said, exceptions to the rule. DeAndre Hopkins, for a number of years, had terrible quarterback play, was always consistent.
1: Yeah. Julio Jones. I had his first drop this last week in, like, what, 20 games?
2: Exactly. Julio Jones and Devontae Adams are not the wide receivers they are without Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. That's a fact. So, you know, that's Kevin's team. We're labeling it as a dud. So far we got two duds, three studs. Next is my team, Big Baby Davis. I can't have a say in my own team. Be gentle.
0: Okay, I'm going to give it the start. Josh Jacobs is phenomenal. He had a really not-so-great week, but still, care- or still had 27 uh, rushing attempts for 88 yards. That's not, again, not ideal. He had a couple of receptions, but he still put up 12 points. And if probably – if I had to be a betting man, uh, barring an injury – I think that might be Josh Jacobs' worst game all season. Kenyon Drake has had a really slow start. Kenyon Drake was really funny on Twitter saying, you should drop me if you're not happy with my fantasy output, Um, which, you know, that means Kenyon Drake probably still has some confidence. He's going to still – he's probably going to get better. I'm not too worried. Kenny Galladay coming back. I'm not the biggest Kenny Galladay stan. Uh, but who knows? Odell Beckham Jr. is a risk every week. You never know with Baker Mayfield. Hunter Henry serviceable. DK Metcalf is again kind of a similar boat, but definitely seems to trend upward. He's a deep threat. Russell Wilson is a stud. Um, your bench is another pretty big thing about you. You have a good bench, and you have a, 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 and, a and you have definitely a good starting lineup. I would have to lean towards stud as well. I think in going into or right after the draft, I thought you had probably the second or third best team. Um and I think I don't necessarily would say that you're second based off of form, but based off of how that was at the draft, I think it was probably second. So I have to go
1: with the stud position. So I'm I'm more medium. I I will say stud. I am medium. I think Josh Jacobs, Aaron Rodgers, great quarterback. Josh Jacobs, great. My concern with Josh Jacobs, can't find the end zone. We saw him line up, what, three, four times on the one-yard line and couldn't get in, almost fumbled the ball. Gave me a heart attack.
2: Bro, he had three touchdowns last week. Pick a different stat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Kenyon Drake, not high on his yards per carry. Arizona seems to suck the life out of running backs there. Not super high there. We'll see. Um, Kenny Galladay, again, Stafford, great QB, can get him the ball. OBJ, I, like, I, I think your wide receivers are going to be serviceable because I think your your running backs could turn into a form that they will be good enough to get you through. Um, Hunter Henry, I think he's a serviceable tight end, top 10, definitely for sure. Um, it, it Again, we'll see. How it plans out. G. J. Metcalf, I think, I think he's great. I mean, he's a big body. He's got the deep threat. Um, big guy. We'll see who the who, how uh, defenses play him and Lockett. Um, I, I, it's going to be game to game with him and Lockett. I think. I think one's going to have a good week. The other's going to have a good one. It's not going to be this 50-50 split where they both have good weeks. Um, that being said, said I think a low week for him is probably eight nine points. We'll see. Um, and you know, I think your bench is pretty good as well. I I, I think. Jerry Judy could turn into a star. I mean, he's a rookie again, so that concerns me with like run route running potential. Um, but with Sutton being out, he's gonna have to mature a lot quicker. Um, you know, Mike Williams on the Chargers could be great. We'll see. Um, no, I, I'm leaning towards stud. I, I need to see more out of Josh. I need to see more out of the Raiders. I, I thought they looked good. Derek Carr looked I, the the Announcers were super high on Derek Carr. I didn't think he was that fantastic. I think there was obvious like missteps there. Um, but again, good enough. You're, yeah. I, I would say you're a top five team. Um, but I think you know it, it's going to come down to week to week. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't think definitely. your team's dominant enough, like Matt, where it's like every week someone's playing. They're like, oh, you know, fuck, I got to play Matt. I think they go into the week and they say, yeah, I could beat Ross, or Ross could beat me. It's very opponent dependent. So yeah, it's yeah, we'll Ross,
0: Ross still only put up what? How many points did you put up Ross this week? So it was 112, but my wide
2: receiver well, yeah. put up 0 points cuz he blew out his knee in the first play. What
0: what was your
2: week one point total 20, week one? 180, 127. 180. Oh, oh, Just kidding. Was All it right.
0: 127? No, it was, it was 118. All right. So, I mean, you you definitely you definitely are consistent from what we can see so far. I think we're pretty much done here with this. I think we all can agree. You are, you know, you're, you're stuck.
1: The only thing I'm going to say more, uh, one last thing, I don't see as much boom potential on the team. I, I think consistent play, great. Are you going to win a Shiva? Like, you have to boom in the playoffs, and you have to get lucky. I don't know Correct. if I see it today. I think you can make some moves to maybe to turn that into some booms, but there's not a ton of boom potential on your team right now,
2: which let is why I'm lukewarm. Let me just say these two things. I think Kenyon Drake versus Detroit this weekend is a huge test. His first mm-hmm. two weeks against San Francisco and Washington were very tough matchups. Um, he still he still got the ball 25 times in both games, so I'm not worried about Kenyon Drake's usage. I'm worried about Kenyon Drake's production. Um, yep. He found the end zone in the first week, gave him 15 points, didn't find the end zone last week, still had 10 points, so it's not terrible. Let's see how he does against the below-average teams, right? right? And then who last year led the NFL in receiving touchdowns? Michael Thomas. Nope. Drew, your guess?
0: Uh, I don't know.
2: Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay has not played for me for the first two weeks. I think Kenny Galladay coming back with a healthy Matthew Stafford is going to be a huge addition to my wide receiver core which for the past two weeks, my wide receiver, two has gotten me a combined total of 3.2 points due to injury and in Odell Beckham Jr. sucking balls.
1: Next <laughs> team. Next team. All right.
0: All right, okay. Team George. Let's, let's, Jordan Jordan let's okay. move on. Let's move on.
1: Team. Uh, we talked about it. No, I mean, I think there's people to talk about here. Kyler Murray, great quarterback. Rojo, sucks. Uh, I don't know who his second running back is even going to be. Calvin Ridley, great. Juju uh, Smith-Schuster. We'll see. O.J. Howard, boo. Uh, Cortland Sutton on IR. Um, and then let's I really not, don't care about not, defense.
2: Let's not forget that his tight end is Travis Kelsey now. Um, oh, that's fair. Okay. It so let's not forget he, that he has,
0: he has one. He has one bright spot.
2: And I think, he, I think some he has dim spots. I think his wide receivers are good. Calvin Early and Juju is good. It's not great, but it's good. His Kyler Murray situations has been great so far. He's going against Detroit this week. He could drop a 40 burger against Detroit. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey's the best tight end of the NFL. But man, oh man, Covey's running back situation is deep, 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 doo-doo until Christian McCaffrey comes back. And we don't even know if that's going to be the fix. Um, so as Josh so eloquently waited and was very patient before he screamed the words dud in all of our ears, we can't hear anymore. You're I'm welcome. Happy- I'm going to have to agree with Josh. I think dud is the correct terminology to use with Cubby's team. Cubby's one and one. Um, Cubby should be 0-2 in my opinion. I think the first week he scored the seventh most points and somehow still scraped by with a win because he played Smith, who had a – not Smith, um, Jake, who just had a god-awful week because Jake has a god-awful team. So, Drew, what's your favorite
0: yeah. team? I, I, I'm, I talked about the positives for him but he's definitely a dud in my mind.
2: Next team, which I think is an interesting conversation to have around, I think we're going to be divided on it. I think the league listening is going to be divided on it, is Tyler Collins team called Bang Dim Sticks. Still don't understand that team name. Haven't understood that team name for three years. Still there, still consistent. That's fine, Josh Give me some facts. Give me some opinions. Give me some knowledge about Tyler's team.
1: Well, we all know I have no facts, so I'm going to go opinion. Okay. I'm going to go stud. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just I, – I, I feel good about Tyler's team. The reason being, Lamar Jackson at the helm, great. I know he's averaging 22 points right now. I think we're going to see that improve as the season progresses. Uh, Derek Henry is only averaging 11 points right now. I think Derek Henry, again, not super high on the guy. Never have been. I think at some point he'll find the turbo button and he'll fucking mash it and he'll fucking start putting up some points. That being said, until he does that, Tyler's team's gonna have a rough go. Chris Carson's looking good. He's averaging 20 points. Like that's fucking awesome. He's gonna slow down, but I think as he slows down, Derek Henry's probably gonna speed up. So decent balance there. Robert Woods, Stefan Diggs. Dick. Stefan Diggs has been like fucking awesome. Uh way better than I thought he was gonna be on Buffalo. 19 points. Um, again, Buffalo playing the Rams this week. Uh we'll see how that. Pans out. Um, Zach Ertz is a ghost on the field, as Drew has said multiple times about players. I don't think Zach Ertz is his guy. I think he's going to have to go fishing. Uh, I guess he's got Jared Cook on his bench. Probably a better start. Um, he is playing Green Bay this week. Um, I guess they're ranked currently eighth a- against tight ends. So, you know, maybe, you know, he starts Zach Ertz against uh, the Jets. I don't know. Um, Giants defense, drop him, move on. San Francisco, I realize they have a ton of injuries, but. Find someone better. Um, his bench is fine. James Conner, again, it's just all lukewarm to me. This is, this is a lukewarm soup. You know, it's not good. It's not bad. I'm leaning towards Stud because I think he's got a few guys who have boom potential. But I think there's definitely holes to be filled here.
0: Yeah, I'm, I would have to agree. I think there are some players out there on this team that... Are definitely going to get better. They're going to improve. Derrick Henry is going to get better. Chris Carson, I, I, I have faith that he'll improve. I don't know where that faith comes from. He wasn't very good last year uh, because of all the fumbles, and I don't think he's going to necessarily blow us away. But there are parts of his, there are parts of Tyler's team that just really aren't great. They just don't. His team just doesn't shine to me, and I'm kind of leaning with Josh as well, lukewarm but not, not, something, I, not something that I could see getting hot, and I think he's going to tap out at like maybe 120 as his highest points total this year, with maybe 80 as his low point, I could totally see all his team, all his players just totally laying goose eggs when they really need to boom, you right. know? It's just one of those teams. So I am
2: going to label Tyler's team as a dud because here is why. If you told me at the beginning of the year that Derrick Henry in his first game was going to have 31 carries and in his second game have 25 carries, I would think Derrick Henry had 45 points. Derrick Henry only had 14 points in the first week and 8 points in the second week. Yes, he could heat up. In the goal line, they're not going to Derrick Henry. It's very weird to watch the Tennessee Titans and then not even look to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry last year was the NFL leading in touchdown NFL leading rusher. Um, he looks like a shell of himself. He really does. I love Derrick Henry. Went to call Derrick Henry. Had an accounting class with Derrick Henry. Never showed up. He still got an A, though. I'm not upset about it. Lamar Jackson. I don't think there's a single person in this group that wouldn't take Lamar Jackson as their starting quarterback over what we currently have. But if Lamar Jackson has a down week, Tyler's whole team has a down week, I am still going to harp on the fact that I don't think Chris Carson is that good. I understand my one gripe about Chris Carson was that he he didn't rush the ball. Well, he shoved that up my hoop. He had 17 carries for 72 yards. But if he didn't have that crazy receiving touchdown, he'd be hovering around 10 points. 10 points. Isn't that good? So I'm out. I'm out. I'm out on Chris Carson. Russ is still cooking. Chris Carson's not going to keep getting receiving touchdowns.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to just add on to that. This is something that I think can be a positive and can be a negative. In a weird way, I want to split this dud and stud thing. Um, I think one of them, and I don't know which, one of them is a stud and the other one is a dud in terms of Tyler and Miles. One of them is pulling the right string <laughs> and one of them is pulling the wrong string because, let's, let, but really look at this. They have Naheem Hines in the, uh, in, flex. in the flex right now. Well, they probably and, haven't updated it yet. Uh, maybe not, but also Naheem Hines was terrible. Well, terrible last week. He only we... put up 0. 0.9 points and yeah. I know it. He's got a bench. He's got a bench of players that would, And any other week, if Naheem Hines hadn't put up 22 points, would go ahead of him. Um, But I think there could be a problem where they are going to disagree on what to do. And I don't know who has final say. I would assume it's Tyler has final say. Or maybe they haven't even talked about this, and this might be the season where it becomes a problem. Because since they've been in the league, they've always made the playoffs, and it really hasn't been an issue for them. I think when crunch time happens... I think they might have some real issues here.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. And let me keep going on my tangent here. Um, You kind of cut me off. Very rude. I'm not going to forgive you. Robert Wood had two catches for 14 yards. That's terrible. Yes, he did have a rushing touchdown. But Tyler's team keeps getting these gimmicky touchdowns, and it's so annoying. I don't think that's going to be the norm. But granted, when Tyler's team's not getting these gimmicky touchdowns, is Derrick Henry Lamar Jackson going to pick it up? Probably. Um, Stephon Diggs, I don't think Stephon Diggs is getting enough credit as that like one wide receiver that got away. Um, if DeAndre Hopkins didn't get traded to the Cardinals, all we would be talking about was Stephon Diggs and how stupid the Minnesota Vikings are. Couldn't
0: agree but, more. Couldn't not yeah. agree more. He's so me, good.
2: But let me, again, Miami, New York Jets. I don't want to freak out too much yet. Just as I said with Josh Allen, let's see how he does against the Rams, the Vegas, and the Tennessee. So, And then I think we, we you know, we dove into, we talked about Zachary. It's not the guy. Naeem Hines, you know, even if he goes to James Conner, Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette and the whole Ronald Jones situation seems like a headache to me personally. And James Conner, as we said before, we'll say again, he's that SpongeBob meme with the glass bones and paper skin. So I think that's enough with Tyler's team. I'm labeling it as a dud. I, 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 I'm not I, impressed. I don't think this holds up to the bang them sticks standard. Tyler and Miles were super cocky and arrogant going into the draft. I don't think they had a very good draft. And now that they were outside the draft, they're making stupid trade. Uh, Like, you heard Kevin's story today. It was a terrible, terrible trade situation. Tyler could very well bury himself. I think that's going to happen because he's too stubborn and too idiotic. But I
0: digress. Last team of the night. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop talking shit about the Bills. Fantasy wise, the Bills are. Grand. I'm
2: not. I'm not, I'm <laughs> yeah, not that's talking, true. I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying we have to acknowledge the fact that they have, in fact, played probably two of the top five worst teams in the NFL in the first two weeks.
1: Okay. Yeah. whatever. That, All that's, right. Moving on to Jake. I, um, I, Ross, give us your opinion. You're already on a roll. I. We're at an hour and a half, so don't don't go on a long tangent. You know. This let's is what I'll say
2: out. about Jake. Jake last week said, Oh, but if I started a different defense, I would have won. Jake this week has now increased that defense. Oh, if I started a different running back and I started a different tight end and I started a different flex and a different defense, I would have won. Oh, okay. So if you started half of your roster different, you would have won. Got it, dude. Bad team, bad situation. Dud, 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 Can we actually get that dad, 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 thing? da have it
0: thing, but have
2: it say dud, 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 dud? That'd I'll be incredible. It. I'll
0: look into That'd it. be incredible.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Drew. Sound guy, Drew. His roster is full of annoying hiccups. Don't know what I'm going to do. David Montgomery is going to be either really good or really bad. That's annoying. Mark Ingram, Michael Gallup, A.J. Green, Noah Fant, all those guys are in the same – Bucket for me. Um, Patrick Mahomes is great. Everyone has good quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes so far has not been so incredible that it's a game changer. Kyler Murray has been that good. Matt Ryan has been that good. Kyler Murray has not. Dalvin Cook is on the Vikings. I don't want to touch the Vikings. The Vikings are probably the worst team in the NFL right now. They look so, 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 so bad. Kirk Cousins threw more interceptions at the end of the first half than completions. Think about that. Um, We already talked about Todd Gurley. Julio Jones looks hurt. Jake's asking price for Julio Jones is too high. Jake, decrease that. I'll trade him. You know I will. Julio's my dude. Tyreek Hill could get 85 points in one week, could get two points in one week. Dud, 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 dud. Drew? Yeah. Anything to add to that?
0: Uh, I agree with a lot of it. Uh, And I think we all know that Jake – can be a good fantasy football player we've seen it many a times but i don't know what's his deal he's been on such a bad run for the past i don't know three years three Three years two two or three years and it's just been terrible it's been unbearable to watch i don't know i don't know if he's like lost the love of the game i hope not because he's an excellent person to have in the league but geez man jake you gotta do some research or figure it out because
1: it is looking rough. I mean, two years ago, I remember I was sitting with Jake and my guys. like, dude, I think I can sneak in. I think I got it. And you know what? He snuck into the playoffs. Last year, I think he snuck into the playoffs. He well, wasn't the sackable, was he? Last he was sack year,
2: sack. he was so bad last year.
1: Granted, that's I right. Was he wasn't the sack. sackable.
2: Granted, I was a sack of, so I was worse.
1: But still, takes more I, than yeah, I, I agree. His team, I mean, I, I think honestly, Jake not being at the draft hurt him immensely because he once he wasn't at the draft he just said fuck it and I I think that fucked him um I mean he got his tight end off waivers AJ Green not the guy he looks slow he looks like he hasn't played in the NFL in two years he lost that twitch I don't know what it is um I mean Julio great player Tariq Hill I think could turn it around we'll see so I, I think his wide receivers have underperformed that being said Dalvin Cooks and Todd Gurley, not the one two you want. Dalvin Cooks, I thought was going to be significantly better than he is. He's averaging eighteen points right now. He had, I mean, he had twenty one points the first week, sixteen against Indianapolis. I, I mean, Indianapolis defense might be sneaky good. I don't know. I haven't seen them play yet. Um, it just hasn't been a game I've been interested in watching. I don't have any players, but I mean, I mean, Jake's team just does. I feel like doesn't have the pieces. To me, it's a dud. Um, that being said. I, for some reason, Jake has a way of kind of turning his season around around week eight, I would say. It happens every year. It's kind of like a weird turnaround. He makes some oddball trade, and it always works. I could see this team turning around, but right now for me, it's a dud. Yeah, I could see him making some, some
0: sort of move that, that really does benefit him significantly more than the person he tra- makes a trade with. But honestly, I, and I have faith. I have faith that I think he is better than – I think he's in a better position. Yeah, what the hell is that it? noise? Drew, you cut out. You there?
1: Yeah, you cut out. You good?
0: Oh, um, I think Jake is in a way better position. <laughs>
1: the than... hell is that noise? Drew, you I, cut I, out.
0: Am I still Squirrel. cutting out? Squirrel. <laughs> You're good now. Go okay. ahead. All right. Jake is in a way better position than, I think, three, two or three people in the league. Two for sure. Maybe might be. He might, he's he's going to be on the cusp. He might make the playoffs. I would you might put, just miss it. I would put Jake's team
2: better than Naughton, Cubbies and Kevins, but that's just because of injuries. If we break down Jake's yeah. team per position, the only position that I realistically want Jake's players over my current players is quarterback, and I'm okay having Matt Ryan instead of Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers instead of Patrick Mahomes. But like Dalvin Cook, I'm probably taking Josh Jacobs, Todd Gurley Probably taking Kenyon Drake. I think you guys can say the same for yourself. You know, Josh with Kamara, Miles Sanders, Drew with Chubb, and who's your second running back? I
0: mean, I, uh, Taylor. Right. I, Jonathan, I, I, oh, I, yeah.
2: So wide receivers, Julio Jones and Tyreek Hill.
0: I just, the, there are players man. I would love to have that are on his team, on my team, but not necessarily in replacement for some of my players. Like, I'd who's rather one? Have, only one. Like, and Patrick rather, and
1: Julio rather, are the only two. That's I'd rather it have
0: it, I'd rather have all of his wide receiver ones than my wide receiver twos. Well, and, okay, and, obviously. Uh, but let's compare.
2: So Drew, who are your two wide receiver ones?
0: Well, Thomas.
2: Mike So I'm taking Michael Thomas over Julio Jones. Who's your wide receiver who's your other wide receiver one? Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper and Tyreek Hill are probably equal to me. Amari but, Cooper hasn't found the end zone yet. I think he will start finding the end zone. I think defense is going to start keening in more on Ezekiel Elliott. I think that's going to be a big difference maker. So I think Amari Cooper is going to be good. Josh, let's go back to your team now. Would you rather have, because I think both of us, both of us, or all three of us, are taking our two running backs over Jake's two running backs, right? Yeah.
1: Um, So, Josh, who are you? Maybe.
2: (laughs) I would rather have.
1: I'd probably. I mean, so I have have Lockett as my wide receiver, and I have uh, Cup, and I also have um, Keenan Allen. Like those three to me are all in the same tier. They're all low tier wide receiver twos, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I, no, they're high tier. They're high tier wide receiver twos. Yeah, I would do high tier wide receiver
2: twos. That is, that is true. That is a weakness in Josh's team. It is. I would, but your running backs are so good. Kamara and Miles Sanders, I think, could be so good. I think that's a non-issue. Well, I just
1: need consistent wide receivers. That's all my team needs. I right, just need guys are going to put up ten points. That's Wait, it.
2: Which Julio, I, this is going to be hard for me to say.
1: So I need I need
2: everyone to <laughs> moment of <laughs> silence. Just okay. Just Julio Jones superstar, elite, amazing status in Atlanta might be coming to an end. He's over the age of thirty. He's well over the age of thirty. He's getting older. Calvin Ridley. Oh my god, that man is good. Guy Julio plays Jones. football. If Fal- Julio Jones has been out-targeted, out-receiving yards, and out-touchdown by Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones was not only out-targeted, out-received, and out-touchdown by Calvin Ridley last week. I dare say Julio Jones was bad last week. I would. Julio Jones had, I think, two points last week. If my second overall pick, second-round pick, is getting me two points in the second week of the NFL season, I'm panicking. I'm thinking my team's a dud. I love Julio. Bama, Falcons, it's a great combination. I don't know if you guys know this. I went to the University of Alabama, and I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. Um, so I love Julio, but it, his elite standing wide receiver might be done. I think his 1A status, I'm almost ready to remove it. I almost am. Let's see how he is against Chicago. He's got a hamstring injury. He didn't really practice all last week. Um, let's see how he is against Chicago. If And I hope Julio Jones does just shove it in my face, uh, but I I would rather have Calvary at this point on my fantasy roster than Julio Jones. I said it. Tough. That's that's it. I said it. I'm not taking it back until I'm proven wrong. Julio Jones has a hamstring injury. Calvin really looks better. Facts of the game. Gentlemen. Wow. Yep. Jake's team is, that was hard. My heart feels heavy. Jake's team is done. That's
0: the dud. Yep. Studs and duds is done. Studs and duds is
1: done. Uh, All right. Well, That's all we had this week planned. Um, I don't think there's anything else that's popped up that we really want to discuss. I haven't seen anything come through about any trades. Naughton hasn't proposed anything for Barkley to me yet. Um, Thank God he didn't take that trade last week. I'd be fucked. Um, Yeah. Ross, lead us out.
2: Gentlemen, pleasure as always. Looking forward to the drop. If you've got any questions, comments, concerns, just want to tell us how annoying Drew is. and mix it up this week. Ha ha. Uh, tweet us text us email us leave some comments on the fa- on the uh, website fucked it up it's fine always a pleasure gentlemen love you guys good luck to everybody except for Covey this week just like a day da, 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 da.